Hey Gainesville, it's John Dar with Dar Shackow Insurance. I want to show you my, this is my outdoor home office. See, I'm in my little backyard area. Nice cool morning. I get to sit out here, a laptop. I've even got my stand for my YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to that. Anyway, um, just wanted to give a shout out to everyone and say, hey, we're gonna make it through this. We're gonna work hard and, and you know, survive. Here's to all you local small business, Gainesville business owners out there. Take care, stay safe, and stay healthy. You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GND Podcast, the Coronavirus Sessions. Um, this is what we're doing to try to keep our business audience, our community, the entire Gainesville community kind of informed on what's happening um, and sharing the stories of the business owners and the impact that this thing is having on, on them, their organizations, their teams, their families, and their perspective on how it's like really hitting the, hitting the community. Um, have, have had some great conversations so far um, and I'm super interested to see how these go. We're going to be putting them out daily. Uh, every weekday, I should say, every weekday at noon, um, and they're intended to be about a half hour. So uh, we'll try to keep it keep it to that. But um, want to remind everybody before we get into it that on Friday, April tenth, we just decided to do this Friday, April tenth at five p.m. We're going to be doing a little WHOA GNV networking session. Um, I don't know how we will network on Zoom, but it's going to be on Zoom. Everybody, grab a beer, show up. Uh, I'll have the link out there, and uh, if anything, we'll just all look at each other and just drink beer. <laughs> so, uh, so, what could be better? Yeah, like what could be better than that? What? I mean, we're we're stuck at home anyway. We might as well like look at each other on a screen and and have a beer together, right? So, um, right. Exactly. so hey, before we get into this episode, definitely want to thank our sponsors. Um, well, and, and this particular episode is going to be brought to you by Dar Shackow Insurance, our man over, John Dar over at yeah. Dar Shackow Insurance. They insure all of our stuff at New Scooters for Less. And uh, I mean, my, my stuff here personally, like... Like if this breaks, like they'll take care of it because this is insured. <laughs> uh, so shout, <laughs> shout out to John Dar and the crew at Dar Shack Out Insurance. Thank you for supporting our podcast and taking care of us. You guys can reach out to them. They'll take care of all your insurance needs. Um, their phone number is 352-338-0552. Um, or find them at darshackoutinsurance.com, baby. So and go follow Go follow John Dar on YouTube. Get him up to a thousand subscribers. <laughs> Do it. Uh, he's drop, dropping the knowledge bombs. I it's funny. We're get, get him back on here, but I asked him like, dude, I'm ready for like pandemic insurance to come out now. And he's like, oh, you can guarantee it's like for sure. It's being worked up. So um, so hey, like we want to introduce our guest today. Our guest is David Eugenio from Cartridge World. What is up, man? How are you doing? Oh, I'm hanging in there, man. Just like everybody else, you know, trying to, uh, to make the most of this, uh, but, but doing well, glad to be on here. So it's good to see both of you guys. I know it's been a while since we've been able to catch up. Yeah. It's good to see you too, man. So, uh, I mean, so talk to me about this, about this thing, man, you know, here it is. It, it hit a, hit everybody, you know, a week or two, a couple, you know, a couple weeks ago now, a week and a half ago feels like, but, yeah. um, you know, when, when did you realize like, 
you were going to have to adjust? What adjustments have you made? What, like, just what's been the general impact of this on you guys? Sure. You know, I, I did kind of feel like I was a little late to the table. Um, you know, I, I do a, a fairly self-proclaimed terrible job of paying attention to uh, global headlines on a regular basis. Um, you know, I try to try to focus on on what affects me more day to day than uh, than focusing on on what may be happening halfway around the world that really isn't going to affect me till way down the line. So I was pretty late to the party. I felt um, you know it. So it was probably two weeks ago when when I started hearing about all the panic buying and stuff like that uh, that that I really realized, hey, I need to do some research on this and I need to need to kind of be brought up to speed. So. Um, you know, started finding, you know, reputable information more than, you know, my Facebook newsfeed <laughs> tried to find, you know, go to the CDC and, and, and get real concrete information. And then, then I had a, a pretty frank conversation with my team and, and said, you know, all right, guys, I need to know what you feel comfortable with. How do you feel like we should adjust and respond to this? And, um, for a while we were still doing, we were still making deliveries. We weren't, nothing had changed for us. Um, and then very quickly we started going to, um, you know, what I call like the blind drop where we were leaving stuff at the door and, and, you know, knocking on the door, telling them that we left it there and they were coming out and getting it after we left. Um, and now we're, we're pretty much doing a hundred percent of our fulfillment through, uh, FedEx and UPS. Okay. So you just shifted to shipping, shipping the ink out from, from the store, yeah. from your location. Yeah. So. So it's been a uh, an added expense, obviously, um, with the cost of shipping versus uh, just having a delivery guy drive around town and 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 drop stuff off. Um, but we're still offering that as a free service to our clients because um, we offer free delivery in general. Um, we're we're doing our best to continue offering that. Um, but I have a feeling if this thing continues on for for many months, uh, we're going to have to have a conversation with some of our clients and, and and try and recoup some of that some of that cost. Yeah. I mean, I feel so like it would be, go ahead, Mike. I was just going to say, so walk me through that, that process. I mean, did you know that you were going to offer, keep it, keep it free and just eat that cost right away? Or were there, were there conversations about passing it on to the customers? So that is an added expense. Sure. Um, you know, so I didn't really consider passing it on to the customer. Um, I really made the, the decision to, uh, to move to the shipping fulfillment method um, simply for the safety of my team. Um, you know, I know, uh, especially Alachua County has been hit pretty hard by this. I think you guys are up, up close to 80 cases at the time of recording this. Um, so, and my, my delivery guy, Vince, uh, you know, he's older, he's in that age bracket where, uh, you know, it is concerning for him to be out going around town and interacting with, uh, the general public. Um, so, so I really made it, uh, from the standpoint of it, it was a safety concern for him. And, um, I, I also felt like it was the right thing. We offer free delivery. So, uh, to turn around and ask my customers for more money just because I decided not to have him deliver it uh, didn't seem fair at the time. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I think, I mean, this is just one perspective, but, you know, I think in the in these kind of instances, I think transparency just totally wins, right? I think if you send out a newsletter just kind of telling clients, you know, hey, this is what's going on, this is what we've done, you know, we ate it for the net. We ate it for the first month. We're probably not going to be able to do that moving forward. Um, you know, so we'd really appreciate you guys if we let, allowed us to ship your orders to you and, and maybe at, at least subsidize and maybe split it with them or something. I, I don't know. Sure. I just feel like I, I feel like a lot of people would be 
understanding. And that's what's been that's what's been kind of cool about this, honestly. Like from a community standpoint, like everybody coming together and being really empathetic with each other's like situation and like understanding. I mean, I've I forwarded an email to you yesterday, Mike, and to a couple other people. I mean, just like customer, just customers that responded to my newsletter that I sent out. Um, just kind of informing customers what's going on, and they're just like, just really nice and over the top, like, I mean, just just sweet and concerned, and like, just this genuine feel of of community and support, you know. So like, that's that's what I, you know, that's like the benefit of something like this. I know it's always hard to look at the positives of of a pandemic right but like if, if, if there if, the, if there is one it's been just everybody kind of coming together and and relating to each other on this on this thing because we're all going through it in some sort of capacity and we're all being affected in one way or another um so it's it's been it's been cool to see that for sure man and you know i i that's one thing that i think the gainesville community is great about is is rallying around itself um, you know, the, the one thing that always hits near and dear to my heart is, is don't forget about your, your locally owned franchises, you know, like, uh, we're part of a franchise system and, you know, I feel like sometimes we get, we get a strike against us cause people feel as though we're not a local business. Um, you know, and growing up, my dad owned, uh, you know, an, an Arby's restaurant. He had, he had a couple of Arby's franchises and, um, you know, while I do send, I send eight cents of every dollar, um, back to, to corporate to pay for the, the branding and the marketing that they do for us. Uh, that other 92 cents stays right here in our local market. And that's what we use to, uh, sponsor things around town. And, um, so, so I absolutely, uh, agree that, that rallying around the local community has been great. Um, but don't forget about those, those locally owned franchises there too. Yeah. Super interesting, man. I never even thought about that, you know, the franchise aspect yep. of it kind of being, <laughs> you know, pushed, pushed aside in, in the perspective of small business, which it shouldn't be. So that's, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, definitely something that I, I don't think that you are uh, in, in the minority there. I think it's something that a lot of people uh, forget about um, that, that, you know, those just because it, it does have a, uh, a nationwide brand or logo on the door uh, doesn't mean that it's owned by uh, a big conglomerate. You know, it like my my parents owned uh, just just one unit for the longest time, you know, but that was how they they put us kids through school and, and supported us growing up. So you guys are are deemed an essential business as office supply and everything. Have you noticed any uh any fallback lack of orders and stuff like that by other businesses closing down or, or, you know, staying at home and stuff like, are, are you having business interruptions or is it, is it maybe more demand or how is it affecting you? Sure. Um, it's, it's a little bit of a mixed bag. Um, I'll start off by saying we're, we're definitely down, you know, sales are definitely down. Um, but, uh, we're, we are deemed essential and we do have a lot of clients that are in the medical industry. So, um, they're still calling us. They're still placing orders for, you know, paper and, and toner and uh, things like that. Um, I've done a lot of uh, FaceTime uh, uh, troubleshooting uh, for, for printer service and repair. Um, and uh, that's, that's just because they wanted to limit, it, limit the number of people that they have in their office. Um, so I completely understand that. But, uh, 
Yeah, it's, it's definitely coming in waves. It seems like, you know, there's days that we get, we get one or two phone calls and then the next day the phone will be ringing off the hook and, uh, and we'll be shipping, you know, 10, 15 orders in a day and versus, you know, we'll go four or five days without any. And it's, so it's definitely, it's definitely been interesting and trying to adjust to it. Now I'm, I'm curious, is that, that FaceTime troubleshooting, is that something that you did before or is that brand new as a response to this? Um, I did some of it before. Uh, a lot of it we used to, um, it, if I was out of town or if I wasn't near a client or I was in a meeting or whatever, it was kind of a way for me to get the information that I need to, to know whether I needed to order parts or something like that. Um, but most of the time I was already in town and it's like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll schedule it or I've got a, a block this afternoon. I'll squeeze you in for 15 minutes and stop by and take a look at it. Um, but pretty much all of that is stopped because uh, unless I really have a, have a reason to go into town to see a client or be on site, um, I'm staying at home. <laughs> so, I mean, are you guys like, like, are you good or are you at a state of worry? I mean, are you in a state of panic? Did you go and buy all the toilet paper when everybody else was buying the toilet paper? <laughs> like, like, I mean, just like, what's your, what's your general, uh, feeling and perspective on, on things like right, like right now. Sure. Um, on the, on the personal side of things, uh, we're, we're definitely good. You know, uh, my fiance Xandra and I, we, we generally keep a, a pretty good stock of stuff around the house. So there wasn't really any crazy panic buying or anything like that, that we went through, um, on, on the business side of things. Um, thankfully, uh, I've planned fairly well, I've uh, been fairly conservative financially so so right now I would say we're maintaining uh, it's definitely got my attention you know this is not uh, we're not doing a volume of business that we could support long term um, but right now we're we're okay we don't uh, we're not we haven't laid anybody off we don't foresee laying anybody off uh, we haven't cut pay for anyone um, we are we're, we're maintaining at the moment so how many times do you have to crumple a piece of printer paper for it to equal like a Charmin basic sock? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all about, it's all about the quilted. You gotta, you gotta fold it over. So when you crumple it, you end up with sharp edges. <laughs> might, might need you to demo that for us later. We'll, we'll have to do that. <laughs> Uh, that'll be, we'll come back podcast the B side and that's what we'll get into that. <laughs> B is for the backside, right? Right. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, let's talk about the community a little bit. I mean, from, you know, talking about, talking about Gainesville, I mean, how do you think we're going to kind of come through this? I mean, I've already seen, I've already seen a lot of companies have to lay people off. I've, I've heard of a few companies closing. Um, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to start these little short, coronavirus daily podcast sessions is, is to try to help prevent that as much as possible, right? Like how can, how can we share the stories? How can we learn from each other and adjust and adapt and, and ensure that the, the majority of us make it through this thing? Um, you know, so, so how do you like, what things have you noticed in the community and, and how do you, how do you feel about, about that? And what's your general perspective on us getting through this as a whole? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I'd say uh, the Gainesville community has has always been very resilient. Um, you know, so there's there's no doubt in my mind that 
they will they will bounce back. Um, it's just a matter of when. Um, obviously, they've got you know the 900 pound gorilla in the room that is that is UF that uh, brings so much money to the city and so much to the table for so many small businesses um, that you know I feel like uh, Gainesville is going to bounce back a lot faster as soon as the university is back to running at 100 percent. Um, cause I know while we don't directly sell a lot to the university of Florida, we sell a lot to businesses that do a lot with the university of Florida. Like you're, you know, you guys are the perfect example. If you, if you don't have, you know, uh, 50,000 students coming into town in August to buy scooters, uh, you're not going to print anything. And subsequently you're not going to buy anything from me. So, um, so that's, I, I see that as being, going to be the big accelerator for, for Gainesville's recovery. Um, you know, my heart definitely goes out for those, those folks that have had to make the hard decision of either laying people off in order to save the business or, um, have just been caught off guard and have been forced to close the business already. Um, you know, that's really tough. I'm, I'm very, very thankful. And I do not take for granted that, uh, we, we are in a position that at least we still have some revenue coming in. Uh, while it may be smaller than what we're used to, uh, at least we still have something there to uh, to support us and, and to keep the business going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny just hearing you talk uh, about UF and just like, I, I'm getting my own questions and my own thoughts, right? I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, okay, like what if this thing doesn't pass as quickly as we hope it will? What if, there are no classes in August. Like you know, that, what if, what if, what if there's no football season? What, you know, like I, it's so interesting. I, I've never been a what if kind of person. I've always been a very good, like mm-hmm. been able to like adapt and just go with the flow and like, and adjust as necessary, you know, but, but now like, I can't help but wonder, okay, like what, like what if this thing does go the rest of the year? You know, right. what, like, who knows? I mean, um, but that, I mean, you're talking, things are, de- things are already detrimental to a lot of businesses. Um, if, if we're not able, if UF is not a hundred percent by August, uh, I think we're going to have a, a lot of people in trouble. Um, so it's, I don't know. It's interesting. Mike, what, like, what are your thoughts? Have you ever thought about there not being a football season? <laughs> Well, it's funny you bring that up because I immediately think about the fact that to some extent, like we've, we've seen businesses close in recent memory because of construction and, and, and hoping to get to football season um, as their saving grace because they know how much that they, they capitalized on that, but they couldn't make it. And this is, this is not coronavirus. This is just construction going up that's displaced people's parking. Um, so now you have this mass accident, mass exodus of, you know, UF students, uh, faculty, everything out of the Gainesville area and the businesses that are still able to open and operate, they, they can, but maybe they just don't have anybody to sell to. <laughs> um, so that's, right. that's a really challenging, uh, challenging aspect of this is sometimes it's not a matter of, you know, can, is your business interrupted because of your, your operations, but do you have a client base? <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's that's hard had to answer your question. Do I ever imagine not having a football season? Let's 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 hope that uh, everything is in full swing by the time we get there. But because I mean, I, I think that that's, it's it's easy to kind of laugh about it and and, and smile and, and joke because um, it is it is funny. But but we do we Gainesville relies on that from a tourism standpoint so much. Um, 
you know, especially in the, the I-75 areas, the hospitality areas, the restaurants and everything over there, um, they rely so much on the game day traffic and, and it is part of our, our fabric. So it's, you know, from a, from a sports fan standpoint, it's, it's terrifying to think of, of not having a football season, but, you know, as a, as a Gainesville resident and, and somebody who loves the community, you know, it's, it's this huge part of what we do. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely agree. I mean, I, I know so many folks that they, they focus their whole year around, we just have to make it to football season. Um, and, you know, whether that be for, from a restaurant standpoint of just people coming into town or whether it be catering at tailgates or, or whatever, but so much of their revenue uh, comes from those, you know, what is it, 12 weeks out of the year that, that they're home. And uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's definitely yeah, a scary, I, scary thought. I mean, even just talking about the scooter business, I mean, even though it's not necessarily football based, I mean, it's still like back to school, August based, right? I mean, 20 to 25% of our annual revenue comes from that one month. Like that's, that's huge. Right. And if we don't have that, dude, like who, who knows? I mean, I, I that's also when we're I, buying the most printer ink. Exactly. <laughs> Trust me, we track all that. <laughs> yeah. Just keep dropping it off. Uh, man, right. it's, uh, ah, dude, it, it, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy just to like reflect and, and think about the possibility. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's one of the things that we've tried to move into as well for, for our business to try and help support the, uh, the local community is, um, you know, we've got a fleet of loaner printers that we usually hand out. Like you guys have gotten a couple of them when your printer breaks down in August. Uh, you don't have time for us to wait, you know, three or four days to get parts in. So we just give you a loaner printer and then we fix yours and get it back to you eventually. But, uh, we've got that fleet of loaner printers sitting there in the warehouse that, um, I've been trying to loan those out to anybody who's trying to build out a home office. Uh, this is a service that we're doing for free. We're not charging anybody for it. You know, it's one of those things where we're just giving you a printer. Um, you know, you will get it set up remote for you. If we need to, we'll do a screen share like this or something. Um, and uh, we're, we're trying to do that for free and, and just to, just to keep business flowing, just to keep people up and running. And, you know, when this is all over, we'll, we'll sit down and try and figure out if there's uh, there's, a way to make that work where, you know, you, we, we charge you a couple dollars for it or whatever. But, um, at the end of the day, if, if your business is struggling you say, man, we just don't have the budget for it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You know, it was, it was a printer that was sitting there. You got to use some ink out of it. We just take the printer back. That's great, man. Thanks for doing that, bro. Yeah. yeah. I was, I, I was going to ask if there's much issue with supply. I mean, you said you got a, a fleet of loaner, loaner printers and stuff, but it has, uh, you know, what you do on the local level, is that affected by supply on a, on a corporate level or anything where you get your printers, your ink, anything like that from? Um, so the, it, it hasn't yet, I guess is what I'll, the best way to answer that. Um, we've got a lot of great partners um, that manufacture product right here in the United States. So we haven't been um, affected by any of the, uh, the import, um, you know, the, the stopping of the ports, I guess, um, where I think we're definitely going to start to feel the squeeze is, uh, on the hardware side. Um, you know, all, all of the printers are pretty much made in, uh, China, Japan, or Taiwan. And so if they close the ports, uh, while we, we do have some inventory here in the States and warehouses, um, once that dries up, if there's nothing coming in, there's nothing for us to buy. 
Um, so, uh, so that's been one of the hardest things. Uh, one of our IT partners the other day, we were talking about it and, um, he had a client who wanted to buy, needed to buy 10 new laptops to, to get their employees set up to work at home. And, uh, he, you know, approved the quote, we jumped on and we went to go order them and there's no stock and they have no ETA because they have no idea, uh, when, you know, HP is going to be able to import laptops again. So, um, so it's been tough. So they're resorted. Uh, their last resort is to become uh, the end consumer and go to uh, a, a Best Buy or an Amazon or something like that and hope that they have inventory to be able to buy. You know, it's uh, it makes you appreciate the supply chain, yeah. right? Like uh, you realize like this is, this is such a global problem that you start to really appreciate all those connections. You know, I was, I was having dinner out here with my family on this, on this porch and I was trying to explain this to my kids. I mean, they're 10 and six and they don't have a full grasp of it, of everything that's going on, but I'm trying to explain to them that they're living through a, a very historical moment. And, um, you know, and I'm, and I'm talking to them, I'm like, I'm like, Schaefer, you don't, you don't understand that. So your dad, like here I am buying, buying scooters, right? These scooters, are being distributed by a company called Piaggio USA, like here in the United States, but they're being imported from Italy. Like Vespas are manufactured in Italy and Italy is been on a government like lockdown. These are, these are people who go to a, a manufacturing facility and make these products. And, you know, so I'm trying to make them understand that that whole chain of how the products get from Italy to, to our store. And, and that if, business shuts down in Italy or, you know, China or Taiwan or wherever else we get our vehicles from, that is, that it could potentially, uh, especially like you say, long-term have, have significant impact on whether or not we even have product to sell. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's interesting. It's made me, it's made me appreciate and even think about the health of, uh, those workers and those manufacturing plants in Italy and overseas, you know, and it's, uh, definitely have given, given me a, a perspective and a, just a deeper appreciation for, you know, business, commerce, all the things that we take for granted on a daily basis. Um, I just have a deeper appreciation for it now, you know? Even just the local business. I mean, I, I think that yeah. we, we, live, we live in a society where we'd much rather sit at home and order stuff off of Amazon. Um, but when, when that's interrupted and your local business can get it to you tomorrow or today um it makes you appreciate that much more uh, and and i think the hope is and this is obviously long-term thinking is that these are they are habits and their sentiments that are going to maintain uh hopefully once this is done where you're gonna you're gonna be going to your your local business more maybe more than than you used to yeah that's the I hope. Mean, yeah i hope so absolutely yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would I would be lying if I didn't say, you know, like a part of our goal with with giving away these printers for free is is not to you know, is for down the line, you know, you guys to go, yeah, that cartridge roll was there for us. They got us out of a bind, you know. Uh their cartridge is $2 more than Amazon. I I think it's worth the 2 bucks at this point in time. Um, you know, I know that I've shifted a lot of my spending to to try and keep it as local as possible. Um, whether that be, you know, something as simple as buying business cards or, um, you know, trying to, you know, buy a car locally instead of going to one of the dealerships in, in one of the bigger markets and, and, and buy it there. So, 
Um, I, I hope that it does become habit. I hope that uh, it that that money or that that business still stays local even after we've recovered from this. Yeah, when I put out in a video just recently talking about trying, you know, talking to small business owners here in Gainesville, saying, "Hey, you guys, like, you have to adapt. Look at this as an opportunity, right? We got to find the opportunity in the darkness. Now, like, here's your chance. Start creating content. Start sharing your story. But one of the things that I really hit heavily was like, be the Amazon Prime of your product or service." Like mm -hmm. be that, be that in Gainesville, figure out a way to take your product and service directly to the, you know, your, your client, your customer, um, you know, because, because then it, then hopefully once this thing is done, it sticks, right. And they'll just go directly to you. So I think, I think you guys are spot on there. Um, I really, really like that. So, Hey man, so if anybody wants to get in touch with you, if they want to get one of these loaner printers, like what's the best way for them to contact you at this moment? Sure, man. Um, so you can always go to our, our website, which is cartridgeworldusa.com, and then uh, just type in your zip code, your Gainesville zip code. That'll take you to our store landing page where we have got all of our contact information there, email addresses and all that stuff. Um, you can always reach me directly. Uh, phone number is 352-505-6626, extension 100. Awesome. Yo, man, thanks for coming on the show and, and talking talking business with us, talking coronavirus with us. Uh, yeah, man, thanks for having any, me. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, man, if there's anything that you need, let us know, but but hang in there, keep keep grinding, keep doing the good things that you're doing. We're super appreciative to have a business like yours here in Gainesville, man. And, thanks, uh, guys, I appreciate it. If you, you always love same goes for you guys. If you need anything, uh, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, and that goes for anybody that's listening to this as well. Like, like, please reach out. We want to be a resource here. We want to help you guys. So uh, it's time. It's time we're all into this together. So uh, we got to rally around ourselves. Sure. Mike, what right you on. Always, yeah, I just always love catching up with you, David. Appreciate everything you're, you're doing. And uh, like you said, we'll, we'll get through this. Absolutely, man. It's, uh, it's been far too long. So when we get on the other side of this, uh, instead of having a beer over Zoom, we'll actually have one in real life. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like a plan. I'm still I'm looking forward to having a beer over Zoom. I just want to see how, <laughs> see how it goes. Right. I'm, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if I'm gonna have to upgrade the account because I only have space for like 100 people, and like 25 already said yes. So I'm like, we still got like a week and a half to go. So I guess we could have done it on the third. Mike was like, let's do it on the third. I was like, no, it'll take forever for us to promote it more. We're gonna we're gonna need to like like build it up some. Yeah, I, yeah. I forgot. I forgot who I was dealing with. This is gonna end up being like a 500 person thing. So. <laughs> right. Well, so, hey, you know, I mean, I'm free in a couple hours. Why do we have to wait until? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Daily. So, and hey, and hey, podcast fan, everybody who's listening, look, like our podcast, like my business, you know, Mike's business, our team, ever, like we we need y'all support. We need your help too. One of the biggest ways you can help us right now is uh is by buying a shirt. Like we got these really awesome podcast shirts. Uh, I mean, I think they're like $20 on, at whoagnb.com. Um, it helps us fund this podcast and, uh, and helps like pay for our bills too. So like, please support us, buy a shirt or buy a shirt for somebody else. And, uh, and definitely keep supporting your local businesses. Can people get gift cards like from you guys, David? Like Absolutely. what are gift cards? I mean, we, that's been huge right now. I know a lot of people, a lot of restaurants and stuff who have been hurt, like, you know, we're really pushing gift cards, like buy, buy a gift card from them, give them, give them a hundred bucks now so that they can like pay their teams and then, and then like buy the pizza or buy like whatever food it is, you know, six months from now, you know? So like consider doing that. There's, there's ways that you can help support small business, even if you don't need a product or service in this very moment. Uh, 
So definitely consider that. And podcast family, we're just super appreciative of you. Keep supporting Gainesville. Keep supporting these small businesses. We absolutely love you guys. Uh, this is the WHOA GNV podcast. The podcast bring you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. Wow. <laughs> we'll see you later. Bye. See you guys.